This week, the title is Empowered by Faith, all right? Empowered by Faith. Now, last week, being empowered, we talked about the anointing, all right? And the anointing of God, which is the power of God. And I had to actually, when God dropped this on my heart, uh, and when He showed me this, I really had to get before God because I haven't taught on the anointing. You know, we use that word a lot, you know, you hear a lot of churches, you know, well, the anointing is that was there this, in that service. Matter of fact, a lot of people choose whether they go back to a church based on whether they sense or feel the anointing. Now, a lot of times that's just flesh, you know, and, and, and that's someone looking for fleshly things. But there is some truth to that, depending on their spiritual maturity. But the anointing is something that's talked about a lot. And we, but it's very important that we understand the anointing. Because the anointing is the power of God. And we know that in Isaiah, all right, tells us that the anointing is what breaks the yoke. Now, a yoke is what two oxen carry, and they, that's to, intended to hold them in place when, they have a, when they're given a job to do. But when the Bible references a yoke, it's, it's talking about a, a tool of, of, of bondage, holding you down, holding you back from something that God's called you to do. Well, listen, how many of you know that we've been held back enough? And it's time for that yoke to be broken. And the only thing that's going to break that yoke is the power of God. It's the anointing, all right? And now... We really need to make sure that we understand this, but not just understand what the anointing is, but we need to understand how to access that. And that's what we talked about last week, all right? Because when you can access God's power, it changes everything in your life. And I think if I ask one simple question, how many of you want God's power working in your life? Every hand in here and probably every foot and all would be going up, right? Because we want it. Because I, there's not a person in here that hasn't gone through something similar to what Cody's going through right now. And when you go through something like that, where there can be a life and death situation, it can just be a simple relationship problem, it can be healing in your body, it can be financial stresses from problems of this world, we're all going to go through all of that, but we need to know how to get out of that. And the way out of that is the anointing, it's the power of God. But you've got to know how to access the power of God in your life. And that's very, very important. So we're going to go back to Mark chapter 5. And I'm going to read this story. I read it last week, but I'm going to read it again. Because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, and by hearing the Word of God, and by hearing the Word of God, and by hearing the Word. You get the point. The more you hear it, the more it builds you up, and the more it encourages you in the truth of the promises of the Word, so that when troubles come like this, you can respond from an attitude of faith and not respond from a worldly attitude, trying to fix the problem in only your physical strength. Because we're very limited in our physical strength. I don't care how strong you think you are. You're not going to go as far as God can take you. All right? Now, verse 25, it says, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians, had spent all that she had, and was nothing better but rather grew worse. Now, it's interesting there that this lady did everything in the natural that she could. And that's important to understand because, see, too many people want to get into faith and they want to just not do anything themselves. But you do everything in the natural. That means that when the doctor gives you a report, well, you take the report. You, know, you don't deny the report is there. Now, you may not take ownership of it, but you take it and you just... What I always do is I tell the doctor, okay, thank you. Because, listen, I have these battles just like you. And I tell them, all right, thank you. You've done your part. Now, it's my part. Now, and I'm going to do... If he gives me medicine, sometimes I take the medicine, sometimes I don't. It depends on how the God leads me, depending on what the battle is. All right? And I'm not telling you not to do that. You decide that for yourself. Point is, is you don't deny the problem. All right? You do everything possible that you can in the natural, but then you go from that point on, then you fight the good fight of faith. Right? You press into the Word of God. All right, we'll get to that in a minute. Verse 27, it says, When she heard of Jesus, she came in, pressed behind, and touched his garment. For she said, If I might touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. She was instantly healed. It was a miraculous healing. It, it instantly and listen, all miracles don't happen instantly, but they do happen. And, and, and we get to hear testimonies all the time. 
about how they happen. So, so don't, don't get in the mindset of just, uh, of just simply believing God to get by. Believe for the miracle. All right? Believe for the miracle when you're believing. All right. And she was instantly healed. In verse 30, she said, it says, When Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Now the disciples were blown away. He said, Are you kidding me? You see the multitude thronging you, and you ask us who touched you? Everybody's touching you. All right? But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of that plague. Now there's so much to be preached out of this. But what I want you to see right here is it wasn't until she activated the power of God that was in Jesus. All right? We know the power of God was there. Because in Acts 10.38 it tells us that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. God was with him. Jesus had the power. It was in him. That power was not activated by touch. Right? Because if it was activated by touch, all the people touching him, I promise you somebody there would have been sick or has been having some issues and that the power of God would have affected them. But it was only activated by her faith. That's when the power was released. And you see that in this story, right? And very, very important. And, and, and a real quick rabbit trail, talking about Acts 10.38. If you've never had hands laid on you and had the infilling of the Holy Spirit, we want to make that available to you. Because you see, when Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power, see, that's one of the advantages of having the infilling of the Holy Spirit. In other words, you, the Holy Spirit comes on you at salvation, right? And, 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 and it is resting on you. But there's a difference. There is a, an infilling of power and anointing on your life that comes from the laying on of hands, just like in Acts, the book of Acts, right? And that power, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, that power is for you to use to walk out what you're called to do. You're being empowered to go do what you're called to do. Just a rabbit trail. If you've never had that happen, we want to make that possible because I'm going to tell you something, it will change your life, right? So, all right, back to this. Jesus, he had the anointing, and that anointing had to be activated by our faith. And we see there's no mention of anybody else being healed here but her. They, we're, they're making a point here, all right? God made a way for us to access his power. And that way is our faith. It's your faith, all right? And we talk about faith all the time, and we'll talk about faith until Jesus comes back because there's such a vital part of faith. You cannot take faith out of the Bible. You can't do it. And we need to just understand how to tap into the truths of faith and how to live our lives by faith because that's what we're told to do in Scripture. We are to live by faith, right? And I mean, it's a reoccurring thing. I shared with the story in Luke 5. And, and I, love the, I love the fact of this. And uh, uh, Turn over right there, Luke 5, and look at verse 17. And it's a similar story. This is a reoccurring thing, but what I want to show you in verse 17, it says, And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching, this is Jesus, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. All right, why do they mention the power of the Lord? The power was present to heal them. This is, they're just around having dinner. This isn't like people are gathering to bring sick people to have hands laid on them or anything. But it tells us it's very clear that the power is there. And then, I love the fact that these men brought the paralyzed men. It says, and behold, men brought in a bed with a man was taken with palsy and they sought means to bring him in. And they couldn't get in the house. There were so many people there. They couldn't get in. And I mean, I, I want these guys as friends because they saw their buddy. I mean, he's laid there. He's laid out. He's par- he, He's just done for, right? And they get there and they, they see the man of God in there. And they, their faith is that if we can get to that man of God, he's healed. Now, it wasn't just the man's faith on the blanket. It was all of them. So they were like, we got you, buddy determination. 
Man, that's what you got to have when you go through, when your house burns down. You got to determine, I will not quit. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Because look what they did. They jumped on the roof. I mean, that's my buddies right there. Come on. When I needed it, whatever I needed it, they were going to get it. And not only did they get on the roof, they tore the roof open and they lowered him down. And when Jesus saw their faith, he was healed. He was healed. But it wasn't there again. It wasn't until they activated the power of God with their faith. Believing. Believing. See, faith, (laughs) there's so much in Scripture about faith. And it's very, very important. And, and most Christians, and you've got to understand something. In this world we live in, there is Christian, Christianity, our Christian walk, and then there's religion. Now the big difference is religion is where man has got involved and separated and coming out with opinions and come out with rules and come out with this and come out with all this. And, and, and when, you, when you have the mindset of religion, you can get very distracted. Because Christianity is what we live. It's about a relationship. A relationship with your heavenly Father. Your Creator, who loved you enough to send His Son to die for you because He's making a way for you to walk in the fullness of what God has for you, to walk in healing, to redeem you back to the rightful standing of who you need to be with God. Come on. All that comes from a relationship. See, we don't seek religion. This is some of the problems with some of the denominations. They have so many rules. And people try to follow the rules. And they're doing things, all of this they're doing is out of their mind and what they can think of. And there's no hard issue in it. See, Christianity is about a relationship. It's about your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Who that you're communicating, like she was talking about a minute ago, you should be talking to. All the time. I mean, people probably think I'm crazy sometimes. I'm walking through the store and I'll just be carrying on a conversation. Me and Jesus, just talking. Just talking. We're talking. I don't care what people think about me. Listen, we are in the end times and it's time to get serious. And I'm going to walk in the fullness of it. Amen. But most people can't. Most people think that when you mention faith, they just think that, well, that's... Faith, my, well, my faith, well, that's just my religion I choose to be right now. I'm, I'm Muslim, I'm Catholic, I'm, I'm Baptist, I'm, uh, I, I'm Buddhist, I, I don't know. That, that's what people think of when they hear the term faith. And guys, that's head faith, all right? That's natural head faith. Whether you're saved or not, you have head faith, right? And I struggled with this when I first got saved because I'm very analytical, which is great in operating a business, but when spiritual side of it, come on, you're supposed to have childlike faith. In other words, you can't analyze God. You can't see all the answers. Faith is what sees the answer. Amen? And, but when people are thinking of faith as just their, 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 what, what, their religion or whatever, they're thinking from their, only their head. Right? Now we know that Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith, in other words, and we've, we've, we've talked about this, faith is what gives substance to what it is that you're praying for or you're asking God for or you're going to God for. All right? Hope's not necessarily the best word, but that's the way they translated it right there. But your faith is what give, brings into manifestation the answers to your prayers based off of the truth of the Word of God. Right when you when you're when you're standing when you're standing on the promises and standing on that scripture. Now, the kind of faith that's being talked about right here, guys, this kind of faith that's not head faith. Because see, that is supernatural faith, and this is so important, guys. Supernatural faith that believes with the heart. Come on. Believes with the heart. Not believing with the physical senses. In other words, what I see, what I feel, what I smell, what I taste. No, it believes with the heart because your heart is so fully convinced that this is true. Because your head can get in the way and stop you from receiving from God. It happens all the time. But see, when you, when you take this word, and, you, and you, you, this needs to be your best friend. You take this word and you read it, you study it, and you 
have the Holy Spirit bring this alive to you. Come on, make it a part of you. Because you understand, this is one of the primary ways God speaks to us. He speaks to us through that inner voice. Not necessarily an audible voice. That's just that, that unction to do something or that unction not to do something. And He speaks to us through the Word. In other words, when you pray and you go to God, He's going to lead you to His Scripture. Right? So you need to know what this is. And you need to make it so alive in you. You need to immerse yourself in it. Right? So that when trouble comes, come on, the Holy Spirit makes it so alive to you and so real to you because it is that the Holy Spirit makes it so alive that when trouble comes that you will not be denied. You will not be denied. Because the woman with the issue of blood, she couldn't be denied. In her mind, she was fully convinced, fully persuaded, fully persuaded. Her faith was in the point of contact, as she was talking about a minute ago, was when I touch him. That's where her faith was. And when she did, it activated the power of God and she was healed. Glory to God. Listen, that means... If you're going to make this alive in you, and you're going you're gonna to stand on this when sickness comes in your life, come on, that means that you need to react from your heart and not only your head. Right? And that means that when sickness comes, and I'm using sickness as an example because this is one that most people struggle with, especially right now. There's so much sickness. We've got such an environment in our world that is so revolving around medicine. And, and, and I mean, it's just insane, the amount of medication. I remember they, were, they were showing the statistics on the amount of medication that is sold in the different countries. And, and we're right up there with the UK there, you know, neck and neck over, over the most that is used in the world. And listen, I'm not preaching against medicine. But you've got to understand something. Medicine is developed, right, with the understanding of helping you, and, a lot, and it does. But so much of it helps this. This is, helps this little problem, but it has this many side effects. And, man, I've seen this so many times. And you've got to remember, it's created by companies that some have a good heart, but some are driven by dollars. And they have sales rep that just go to these doctors Treat the doctors to dinners and whatever, gifts and, and whatever they need, but I need, you to just, I need you to be prescribing my product. See, it's, it can easily be mis, misinterpreted and it can easily be taken out of line is the point, right? Not preaching against medicine. You need it, take it. And, but I, I remember when my, mo- my mother was on her, on her uh, when she was sick the first time, those of you that know her story, she was sick my entire life. I never knew a time when she wasn't completely healed. And she, uh, they, they had written her off to die. And so Michelle and I brought her in to live with us. And she lived with us. How long was she there? A year? A year. When she first moved in, she was prescribed by four doctors that didn't know one another. She was prescribed and taken 26 medications a day. 26. These doctors had no idea what the other doctor had prescribed. They were, and the reason she was in the state she was in was the medicines were working against one another, and it was, it was just so much chaos. Listen, if you need the medicine, take the medicine, but be careful. That's not your source. That's my point. Your source is, the, is, is, is right here. God Himself and in His Word and His promises that for you to be accessed to by your faith. And it works, glory to God. And listen, when your body and sickness tries to come on your body, what happens? Pain happens or something happens in your body. And I do, I, listen, I do probably deal with this more than you because I'm ministering to a group of people to spread the gospel. The enemy wants me out of the way. So I deal with this quite regularly. And when pain or symptoms comes, my body tells me I'm sick. Right? My body tells me I'm sick. Now I've got to respond somehow. Now I am so a part of this that when sickness comes and when symptoms come on my body, I respond from my heart in the truth of the Word of God. Because the Word says that Jesus paid the price for our healing. The Word says it. The Word says it. It's true. And when, 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 when sickness comes, 
I don't react only out of my head because my head's telling me you're sick. Because look, don't you feel that pain? You're sick. You're, my head's telling me that. that head faith would stop right there. But my heart faith is responding off of the fact that Jesus paid the price for that healing. My heart is going straight to the Word. And this is where I've learned to respond. by. Now listen, I, don't misunderstand me. God will lead me to a doctor if I need it. Because sometimes your healing is in a doctor. Sometimes your healing is in just a simple antibiotic. Right? But that's not the only answer. That shouldn't be your first solution. Right? You should go to God first. Now look with me at Mark 11, 24. 22, 22, 23, and 24. It says, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive, and you shall have them. Guys, when sickness comes on your body, you declare, you start declaring the Word of God in your life. You know, you start declaring the, the fact that in Matthew 8, where it says that Jesus, He bore our sickness on that cross. He took our infirmities for us. That, that's, I remind myself of that all the time. And then I, I say the prayer of faith, and I declare my healing, and then I, my, my, I instantly go to that verse, verse 24. I says, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. That's my declaration. Because the Word of God's true. Jesus just said, that's Jesus talking. He just said, it. I'm holding on to that. I'm not letting go. I'm determined. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. I'm determined. Just like the, the men on the blanket where they were determined enough to tear the roof off of the house to get him in there. They were not quitting. They were not going to be denied. I will not be denied. And I keep confessing it no matter what the symptoms in my body tell me. I keep confessing the truth of the Word of God, and I never let go until the healing manifests. It, whether it takes one day or one year, I don't care. I'm never going to stop confessing the truth of the Word of God because Jesus, the price that He paid on that Christ, was a dear price. And He did that with the intentions to, to pay for my healing. And I'm not going to take it lightly. He gave His life for that, and I'm going to stand for it. I'm going to fight for it. I'll give you an illustration of it. When we went to, uh, when was it we went to Mexico the first time? Uh, with the van. We drove down. I mean, I can't remember what year though. 2003, I guess. Uh, something like that. Anyway, we drove, we did a mission trip to Mexico. We drove uh, from Alex City all the way. Good night. I think it took like 25 hours to get to the border. And anyway, we went down. It was a great trip. They were, we, we actually had been helping with the church down there, build a church and and we drove down and spent that time. And there was about, uh, I think it was about 13 of us in the van. And uh, there was a gentleman in our group that had a stomach bug the night before. And didn't tell anybody. And so he came, he wanted, to, you know, he didn't want to miss the trip and this, that, and another. And so, unfortunately, he made everybody sick. All right. On, and I watched it go through the group, you know. And I'm, I'm, I see what's happening here. And, my, and, and I've already prayed. It's not getting on me. It's not. You're not coming on me. And that was my confession. And I said I prayed. And I, I grabbed hold of Mark 24, 11, 24. And it says, it says unto you that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe and you will receive them and you shall have them. And I'll confess that over and over and over. And it went through the entire group. I don't know that Michelle had it. I know, uh, 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 but I was sitting in the back of the van in one of the seats. And I told Michelle, I felt the symptoms start to come on my body. And I had been confessing and standing against this the whole time. And I thought, so at that moment, I felt the symptoms come on. I start, and I'm talking about it, it was a horrible stomach bug. I'm talking about just, boo, both ends, buddy. It was not pretty, you know, especially to be in this country. It was, we, we were in a poverty-stricken area, and it just, you, it, was, it was hard. I mean, the shower was a pipe sticking out of the wall. That was it. And um, bless God, they, they did everything they could to help us. But the symptoms started coming, and I had to respond. 
Now, my head, I could have responded off my head. I'm sick, you know. I'm going to y'all just leave me over here for three days. I'll get over it, you know. Give me some Pepto-Bismol, you know. I'm just going to lay right here, and I'm going to fight through it like this. But I did come up with an attitude of fighting. But I came up with an attitude of fighting from the Word of God. It's not staying on me. And I told Michelle, I said, all right, it's coming. I'm going, I said, I'll be back in a little bit. I got on the floor of the van, and I laid there. And I wasn't sleeping, but I was praying in the Spirit, and I was confessing this Scripture. And I'm declaring that sickness is not coming on me. It's not having any part of me. Now my head's telling me, you're sick, go throw up. You're sick, you need to stop the van. You need to, you need to do this. But my heart's telling me that you're healed. My heart's telling me that if you believe when you pray, you receive. And I'm holding on to that, and I'm confessing it. About an hour and a half, symptoms gone. Symptoms gone. Now no praise to me, no, all the praise to God. I had to walk the fight of faith. I had to be determined that I wasn't going to give up, guys. You see, too many people, when the symptoms come, they, they give the symptoms first place. And you have to do like the woman with the issue of blood. You deal with it in the natural. But then you lean in on the supernatural. And you go there and you don't give up. It's when the natural and the supernatural come together that makes the explosive force for God. Remember. And so you, you deal with it, but you stand on the Word of God. See, too many Christians want to receive it, then believe it. They do. They, I'm not believing it until I see it. But it says right there, right there in verse 24, it says, Whatsoever, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe, then receive. Believe, then receive. Believe, then receive. Believe, then receive. You've got to believe it. You have to believe it. Receiving comes after believing. See, too many Christians have the Thomas faith attitude. Remember Thomas? What did he say? He said, I will not believe. I will only believe if I see the hands and the nail prints in his hand. Head faith. He's thinking with head faith. Not, 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 not the Bible heart faith. In other words, where this is so real and so live and so, so much a part of you that you, it's, when, it, when God said it, it's so, and I'm going to live that way, bless God, and I'm going to overcome no matter what happens, no matter how many things this world throws at me. That's the heart faith. See, too many people have, have the, the, the Thomas faith. But we need faith like Abraham. I love Abraham. I mean, God said, I made you the man of the father of many nations, and he wasn't nothing. At that point. But he did turn out to be father of many nations. But the great thing about Abraham is he didn't stagger from what God told him. He did. The scripture was very clear. It says that he was strong in his faith. And he didn't have, he didn't have anything to lean on but God's word. What God was telling him to do. That was all. It was either that or his own head knowledge. Right? But see, Thomas was just operating in natural faith. But Abraham, he didn't give place to his physical knowledge. He didn't give place to, to, his, to, to, to what he was feeling in his body. He only considered one thing. And that was what God was telling him to do. God's Word. That's what he That's the kind of faith you got to have. The determination of not quitting. Not giving up. And let me ask you this. You want to know how, many, how, how, how why so many Christians can't get from their head faith to their heart faith? And I know you do because it's very important. But the great John Wesley said it best, and I wrote it down right here. He said, the devil has given the church a substitute for faith. It's one that looks like faith. It's one that sounds like faith. So much like faith that a lot of people can't tell the difference. And it's called mental assent. Mental assent. See, mental assent means that you, you read the word, and, and, you, and you agree that it says healing's in there, right? But you're only agreeing with your mind. You're not agreeing with your heart. And see, the proof is in the pudding. Because if you're not agreeing with your heart, when troubles come, the, what's in you comes out. Just like a tube of toothpaste. If you squeeze it hard enough, toothpaste is coming out. Because that's what's in there, right? But see, mental assent says that I agree with this because, well... That's my religion. I'm Christian and I'm supposed to believe this. Or they believe this because, well, the pastor says it. I believe my pastor. 
I'm believing this with my own intellect. That's what mental assent, assent does. And, and, but see, that's not what gets the job done. It's believing from your heart. Look, at, look right there in verse 23. It says, Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, or your problem or your troubles, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Guys, believing from the heart is everything. You can't have doubt and unbelief in your heart. You've got to believe. This has got to be... You, you don't believe this because I'm telling you. Believe this because of the relationship you have with your Father. And this is your tool that He's given you to access Him, to talk to Him, for Him to speak back to you. Make this alive to you. Come on. This is so very important. And this is very hard, especially for people that are, that are really highly intellectual because they like to be able to see everything and analyze everything and figure everything out. But God says, I just want you to have childlike faith. Just like the two-year-old trust that mom and daddy are going to feed me. They don't know where food comes from. They're going to clothe me. They don't know where clothes come from. But they're just as happy because they know that mom and daddy's taking care of them. God says, have childlike faith. See me the same way. Just know that he's going to protect you. Know that he's going to take care of you. It doesn't mean you won't go through a battle. It doesn't mean you won't go through a trial. But you trust him with heart faith. And not just head knowledge. Now, you want to know how you can tell if you're operating out of just mental assent? Or are you operating out of heart faith? Uh, I'll give you just a simple example. Mental assent says that you know that God's Word says healing's in there. You know that God's Word is full of promises. And and it says that those those are for me. But mental assent says, but... For some reason, I just can't get healing. For some reason, it's not, it's, God must not like me. Listen, that's not how God works. It's there for you to be accessed. To, to be accessed by your faith. But see, real faith, Bible faith, sees that same situation. And then it, it, it goes to the Word. And it, as you read the Word, real faith says that if the Word of God says it, that settles it, I'm done, it's mine, and I take it. I grab hold of it, I'm going to believe it. You can't change my mind no matter how many symptoms are screaming on my body. Glory to God, I'm going to believe in the truth of the Word of God, and it's mine, and I take it. And they confess it, continually to confess it, continually to speak it, even when they can't see it. Right? You know, it's interesting that God had faith because he called things that were not as though they were. You know, and that's faith. I mean, when he, when he told Abraham, he said, I have made you the father of many nations. He wasn't a father of many nations right then. But God said, was calling those things that were not as though they were. God was speaking faith. And you know, there's a spirit of faith. There's a spirit of faith. And God says, hey, you have the same spirit. I have the same spirit. We're, 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 we're together. And you, but so see the spirit of faith, you've got to catch it. And that's another thing important about being, being in, a, in a good church like this that's teaching the truth of the Word is because when you hang around people that believe like you, you catch the spirit of faith. It don't always happen instantly. But when you're around people that believe like you, pray like you, fight like you, when they're going through problems, stand like you, and man, it will grow in you and glory to God when troubles come, man. The shield of faith, come on, quickly comes up and it defends and knocks off all the fiery darts of the enemy. Come on. That's why it's called the shield of faith. Your faith is so, so very important. Listen, you cannot give up standing firm on the proof, the, the promises of God's Word. I, what I always do is, when symptoms come on me, and, is I, I'm really quick to remind myself of the faith that Abraham had. In Romans 4.19, I, I go to that one a lot, and, and it says that, it says, this is talking about Abraham, it says, and being not weak in faith, so he wasn't weak in faith, it says he considered not his own body. All right, in other words, we're called to live by faith, not by sight. Not by, we're, we're called to live by faith in God and in His Word, not by circumstances or situations in our life. Right? Well, Abraham, he didn't look at his own body. So I don't, when symptoms come, I don't look at my own body. And, and, and it, it, my knee may hurt, but glory to God, I'm standing on the proof of Word, of Word of God. And all the way up to I'll get up and I'll go to work. 
Right? I don't lay around. I'm determined. I'm healed. The Word of God says I'm healed. Now, I don't do th- anything stupid. I know when I need to go to the doctor, but when it's a simple pain, I don't take ownership of it. I don't give it place. I take authority over it quickly, and I begin to speak to it, and I don't allow it to stay. And I may have to walk that thing out. That means you sometimes, when, when symptoms are trying to come on your body, sometimes you've got to press through, standing on the Word, bless God, and you've got to walk it out. Get up, do something. Sick people don't lay in the bed. It's like when Brother Hagin got healed off his deathbed, and he was working all day to get to finally sit up. And the Holy Spirit told him, he said, you need to get up. Sick people don't lay in the bed. And it, may, it took him all day to do it, but he got out of that bed and Glory to God, through the process, he walked into his full and complete restored healing. Now, it took a little while for his body to develop back, to get his muscles back up and get his strength all back up. But bless God, he did it because he was determined off of the truth of God's Word. And he held on to Mark eleven twenty four, and he kept praying and he kept believing. Glory to God. And then he received it. And it's the same for any of us. Any of us. I remind myself of those scriptures. Matthew eight seventeen. So he 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 took our infirmities and bare our sickness, and the more I do it, the symptoms start to fall off, guys. That's called developing your faith. See, that's the difference. We all have faith, but you want to know why the power of God works more in some people and not in others? Is some have developed their faith, and some have not developed their faith. And you develop your faith. Come on, Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the Word of God, and hearing, and hearing the Word of God, and hearing, and hearing. That's why you need to come into church. And let me just say this, guys. And this isn't a jab to listening to to all these other ministers and all of that. Because I listen to some too. But you need to listen to your pastor. Right? Because your pastor is the one that's fighting for you in the spiritual realm. Your pastor is the one that, that knows you by name. That as he's going down his list in his prayer time, he's interceding on your behalf as the Spirit leads him. Your pastor can speak things into your life that the television minister can't speak in. He doesn't know you. He doesn't have that same connection. Right? And f- that's how faith comes. By hearing the Word. And I encourage everybody, guys, this sounds crazy, but you should read your Bible out loud. You should. Read it. Out. When, now, listen, don't go sit in Starbucks. And thou this, that. No. When you're at home, read it out loud. You're, you're feeding your spirit. You're spe- guys, in the, when you feed your spirit, you're building your faith. Because, listen, faith is the currency of the kingdom that we live in, and it can be depleted. Right? It can be depleted. We, we've talked about that before. But listen. You've got to make sure that, first of all, real Bible faith is only going to come from feeding on that Word. Making it alive, reading it, studying it, meditating on it, digging deep. That's why we have Wednesday night dive. Michelle teaches it every Wednesday night, and we get into some awesome subjects. She does a great job. Listen, I encourage you, get here and dive in with us. It's not anything scary. It's, not any, it's just the truth and the hard topics, and we talk about them. And we, sometimes it's not just preaching, it's talking back and forth. And, and we work and iron these things out. And glory, they're great, aren't they? Oh, glory to God. But you've got to make, for, to have heart faith and not head faith, you've got to make this a part of who you are. I mean, think about it like this. When you eat natural food, right? Not the donuts that I eat and then have to get up here and fight for my weight or anything like that. But when you eat natural food... What does it do? It, it nourishes your body. It grows your body. It develops your muscles. It, and it, 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 it gives you all the nutrients naturally that you need to survive. Well, guys, when you're feeding on the Word of God, the same principles are true. But you're feeding your spirit. And the more you feed on spiritual food, which is God's Word, the more you grow spiritually. And spiritual growth is one of the central keys to the Christian walk. It is one of the... And and listen, the more you feed on the Word, the stronger your faith becomes. It's called developing your faith. Come on, because when your faith is developed, and you read all these promises, especially in the New Testament, but they're throughout all through the Bible now. But when you read those, and you uh, with the attitude of knowing it's true and that it's for you, 
Now your faith begins to rise. And your faith begins to get on. You're developing your faith so that when the troubles of the world come against you, you're not responding from a place of being knocked with your feet knocked out from under you, but you're responding from a place of faith. Of the, you put that shield of faith, you're responding from a place of attack. You come at me, come on. It's on, I'm determined. I will win, I will be victorious. Come on. There's this hard, it's hard to, to respond when you've been knocked down on the ground because now you've got to work your way back up. But you keep that faith built high so that when problems come, and they're going to come. I'm not prophesying of you. This is just the world we live in. You're going to deal with something. And you've got to learn how to respond. Are you going to respond from your head? Are you going to respond from your back being knocked down? Are you going to respond from your faith being up so high that when the enemy throws darts, that, that shield is quickly up. Right there, knocking everything back, laughing at the devil, laughing in his face. Glory to God. And continue to press forward and live the life God's called you to live. That's what you've got to do. Listen, you can't respond from heart faith. I mean, you can't respond from just head faith. You've got to respond from heart faith, right? And th- this is such a big topic, guys. And we'll be talking about this for, for so many, for, on and off, forever. But you've got to understand how important faith is in your life. And you've got to understand that there's, there's a lot of things that, that we can't do without faith. And I'm going to give you five things really quick. And I'm just going to shoot them, give them to you and I want you to write them down. You can study these things out for yourselves because I had someone ask me uh, last week. They said, well, well, you know, if faith is only good for salvation, once you get salvation, what's faith good for after that? Guys, faith is the central ingredient. There's every promise of God in his word, everything that was been paid for by the sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross for us is accessed by our faith. You need a miracle? You need, to, you need to activate the anointing, activate the power of God in your life. Come on. It all stems back to faith, right? So, I want you to write these down. First one is salvation. It isn't possible about faith. Now, you've heard me talk about that one a lot. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith. All right? Don't have to talk about that one a lot. I mean, you can't be saved. You, you can't come to God any other way than through faith, your faith, right? Number two, and you guys can just write down the, the scripture verse. You don't have to write the whole verse down. Number two, you can't live for God without faith. You can't. Romans one seventeen, and I've actually got these in my office. I got them in my drawer now. And I just I read them every now and then just to remind me of the importance of faith. Because as a, as a pastor, you can, you can get off of teaching on faith. And sometimes you feel like, well, I don't need to teach my people that. I need to teach this, that, and the other. But no, we need to be dropping a, a faith nugget in there periodically to keep you under, to keep you keeping it in your eyes. Because so, you, if you're going to live by faith, then bless God, you need to know what faith is, right? Romans 1.17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now guys, there's so much that can be preached right here. But this is very important. It says, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Faith to faith. Faith to faith. Now we talked about how your faith is the currency for the kingdom that we live in. Think about it. You use your faith to get over a situation, a problem, like Cody's going to use his faith to get through this, through this process. He's going to, get, he's going to take some punches. You know, I don't know if any of, you ever, any of you have ever been in a fight. Man, the more punches you take, you get beat down. You get tired. You get tired of fighting. Sometimes you can get to the point where you're giving up. You're, you're losing your faith. Your faith is being depleted. It's being used up. But she says the righteousness of God is showed from faith to faith. When you're going through a battle and you're using your faith, this is why you've got to keep your faith built up. When you're going through that battle and you're using your faith to overcome that situation, believing God, fighting this thing out, walking it out when you don't feel like walking, get up and moving. When you're fighting all that and you're depleting your faith, and eventually your faith will bring into manifestation the answer to your prayer. Come on. This is when people mess up. They give up. They get, well, I'm done. I made it through that. Glory to God, I get a break. And then they don't. They get out of the Word. 
Some may, may even, maybe even not even go to church. They take some time off. And then they walk away. And what they're doing is they've not, their faith has been depleted and they're not building it back up because the next one's coming. The next, and if you don't build that faith back up and keep yourself pumped up, glory to God, and your faith is down here and it's a problem that's up here, you just got steamrolled. You got to keep that faith up. Up. You got to keep it up. Amen. All right. Number three, you can't walk the Christian walk without faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, not by the circumstances of this world. We deal with circumstances as they come at us. But that's not the end. See, we have a source. And His name is God Himself, Almighty. And He, is, and he has given us Jesus to live on the inside of us. And you know, the interesting thing about Jesus is, is that... Is that you know, uh, I think it's Ephesians 2, 8, where it talks about that how we are in Christ Jesus. You know, that word Christ right there, you know, people think that's the last name of Jesus, but it's not. That word Christ means the anointed one. The, in other words, we are in the anointed one, Jesus. And when you have Jesus come in you, glory to God, get a revelation of this. Now you have the anointed one living on the inside of you. Woo, glory to God. Talk about the power of God in you being empowered. And you put on top of that, having hands laid on you to receive the Holy Spirit, being empowered to do what you talk about. Man, you got a double dose. Woo, super strong, super strong. All right, sorry about that. Number four, you can't please God without faith. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. All right? And number five, you can't grow spiritually without faith. 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 3 says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet up because that your faith groweth exceedingly and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Guys, I want you to understand how important faith is. And I want you to understand that we're going we're gonna to continue to dive into this thing and continue to, to, to get you guys, uh, get you guys understanding and developing your faith to the point to where you can, no matter what comes against you, you will overcome. You will. You will. You, you will. I don't care what it is. I don't care what come knocking on your door this week. It may be financial. It may be relationship. It may be sickness. It may be disease. Come on. I don't know how many times I've had sickness and disease knock on my door. I would think Satan at this point would just give up. He's not going to get that one. Right? He's not going to do it. He's not, and I learned this so much when I fought the fight of faith with my mom. And let me say something to you guys, remind you guys, because people don't realize how selfish they can be. Not saying you guys are, but don't, don't ever make this mistake. If you have, because I went through this with my mom, if you have a family member that's in the hospital and they're dying, they're on their deathbed, Maybe you don't believe in all the, all the healing and this for today and this, that, and other. I hope you guys do, but if you don't, don't ever go in that hospital and make fun of that person or, 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 or talk against what that person is believing for because that person's dying. And I don't care if their faith is in feed, is if their point of contact is, is in eating pink mushrooms, I mean marshmallows, well, I'm going to stick marshmallows in their mouth till the healing manifest. Whatever it may be, it may look ridiculous to you. It doesn't matter. That person's dying. Don't, don't do that. You're... Your doubt and unbelief can counteract a person's faith that's laying there on their deathbed. And let me tell you something. If they're on their deathbed, their faith a lot of times is really low. And a lot of times when I go in the hospital room, and I'm very nice about this as much as I can, I'll remove anybody. That is, that it, I, 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 the first thing you do is you, you, you talk to the people and you see where everybody is. And if that person on that bed is there, they're, they're ready for a miracle. They're believing God. I'm not dying. I'm coming out of here. The first thing I do is remove anybody from the room. I don't care if it's the husband. I don't care if it's the mama. I, and I, it's not always easy. If they want the miracle, bless God, I don't want anything working against that faith. I get them out of there. 
And it's not being mean. I do this graciously and in love. But that person needs every ounce of faith that they can. They don't need anything else working against them because they're already, they can't get much lower than this. Any lower than that, they're going in the ground. And you call me in, we're going to fight. We're going to fight this. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to kick your family out that don't agree with you. And we're going to fight this thing through. You know, I had to go through this with my mom. And it it was hard. It was the hardest thing because me and mom could connect. But then so many family members would come around and just, well, just when you, she's just going to die. She's just, she's just done for. We'll, you know, we'll, let's go ahead and plan the funeral. No, but mom wasn't ready to die. Glory to God. She eventually did, but we fought for a long time. And I got many more years with her through that, because of that determination, because of that fighting. Man, that's one that don't ever, when, listen, when somebody's going through something, don't, if, don't ever try to tell them how to do it or how not to do it. If, they're here, if they tell you they're hearing from God, you let them go. Because God can tell you that you can receive from Him in the strangest of ways. And I've seen it. I've seen it time again. And in our natural mind, sometimes people try to, they try to analyze it and they try to give them a, 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 an understandable uh, explanation for what's happening. And sometimes you just need to shut your mouth. You don't always have to give them an answer. Because, listen, it's, it's really ultimately it's between them receiving that healing. Right? And I've seen it so many times. And sometimes you can't remove the people. Sometimes it's just, it's just you, this, you don't let the situation rise to a dangerous level, but sometimes they won't, remove, they won't be removed. And, and then you, it makes the fight harder. And sometimes, I, sadly to say, that we've prayed for people that didn't make it through. Didn't make it through. But at, we didn't quit fighting. We, and you never quit fighting and you stayed determined. Stay determined. And I was so greatly encouraged when Stephen and Mindy went through their issue with Christian when he got burned. And, and you guys know the testimony and the story. And we were at, at uh, Children's in Birmingham. And Christian was on his deathbed. And, and, but I could go with Stephen. And, you know, naturally, in that situation, you know he wanted to, to, to break down. He wanted to cry. But he stood firm in his faith. He's one of the strongest people of faith that I know. And he wasn't accepting anything but the truth in his word, in God's word. And it, was, it actually made my job easier. Now, we fought it out, went up there as much as we could. We prayed with him, believed with him, glory to God. But listen, it was easier for me because of where he was with his faith and his determination. And he wasn't quitting, and he was fighting that thing out. And glory to God, a month later, he came out of the hospital, healed, ready to go. The doctors had wrote him off a couple of times. Praise God. Listen. I'm going to shut up and get out of here, all right? <laughs> but don't you get discouraged and fall to a place where you lose your determination. Amen? Press in, fight the good fight of faith when the problems and the issues of this world come, and they come in all different various types of ways. Glory to God. But God has made a way, and you access it by your faith. Glory to God.